Hey world, this is John Shute here for another Anchor Podcast. Uh, I am here with her creative media, media, our recent PR partner with Brie Rios and Hannah May. Is May your last name? May is my last name. I thought it was a middle name. Everyone but, always, yes. always. Everyone used to call me Hannah May growing up. It was never just Hannah, so... Don't worry, have a little time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate you ladies taking the time to be on my podcast. Um, I got to take a moment and apologize to the listeners. I, I, I still have and have stuck with me through the rough times. I always make promises I'm going to do a podcast every week. And I'm barely squeezing that one once a month because <laughs> I'm so busy. Um, so besides us just kind of talking shit on Instagram and swapping war stories here, uh, I want to hear a little bit about you guys. Um, you know, it's very interesting to talk to other entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry because it's a, it's a monster. Um, and you guys started right around the same time as we did two years ago, a little mm-hmm. over two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure you guys have been kind of going through the same kind of ups and downs as we have, uh, which we can kind of get to. But... Um, I want to hear about your guys' past, you know, where you're from, how it got started, first time smoking weed. Um, when do you guys want to want to start? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Okay. Um, so I am originally from Ohio, um, which Bree and I always joke all the time now about when I first moved here right after college. All my friends were from Boulder, like everyone I knew was from Colorado, and now within the past like five months, all of my Ohio friends live here now, and that's all Brie knows. It's amazing. It's just literally like everyone I grew up with is everyone. here now. It's yeah, insane. It's crazy. It's so amazing. Yeah, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, yeah, and moved here right after college, um, got a job at a PR firm, and it was just honestly like fate that I moved here, fate that I met Brie, because... Um, the firm that I got a job at, I pretty much had like moved to Seattle. I like what had, year? Had my what plans. year was that that you moved here? Uh, two thousand fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Mm-hmm. And my brother lives there, so had all my plans set. Was going there. Had like three in person interviews with this company. Randomly didn't get the job. Found out they went bankrupt, so <laughs> that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the job I did get, or the company I did get a job at, they just randomly were like, "Well, do you want to work in Seattle, or we have an office in Denver?" And just for some gut reason, I was like, "I'm moving to Denver." I'd never been there. One time I had ever been there, I was stuck in the airport for like 24 hours with the prostitute and her like handler, <laughs> and I was like, "Mom, I'm never going back there. This is so miserable." Um, yeah, so for, obviously that really, you know, had a good experience on me. So I was like, mom, I'm moving to Denver for sure, easily. And that's when I met Brie. We met at the same um, agency. We worked there for like a year together and just really hit off work-wise. And I'm sure we'll get into the, the nitty-gritty of our friendship stories later. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So so being from Ohio, super strict cannabis yeah policy there yeah did you what age did you start diving into cannabis yeah the first time so I mean just with cannabis I think being too like just even super strict there I'm from a very like white republican preppy rich 
town. So I yeah. think that honestly, like right now I have pink hair and I moved to Denver. Yeah, and, like, delayed I the process me. a little bit. Yeah. And like I always knew I wanted to be involved in like the creative, you know, cannabis world. But I think definitely moving to Denver kind of helped like kick that off. And yeah. I loved growing up there, but definitely just wasn't the fit for me. But um, the first time I ever smoked weed <laughs> was at my friend's house in college and Whenever I would go home, my mom would make me, or go out, my mom would make me come home at night and kiss her goodnight so she could, like, smell if I was smoking or drinking or doing <laughs> anything. This yeah. yeah, and so I would always, like, wash my clothes at the party or, like, spritz <laughs> myself with stuff. And she, like, ten years later, she was like, Hannah, I, I always knew that you came home doing something. I shouldn't tell yeah. you. <laughs> Um, yeah. but I smoked a gravity the, the, bomb. The strategies you like think of to yeah. like avoid. I was like, oh, gosh. easily <laughs> like dry cleaning sheets. Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a gravity bong and I was high as balls. And I, oh my God. Was, your first time. You're high. probably like tripping. <laughs> yeah. I didn't smoke till my senior year of high school. I was like, I was an athlete and just in that whole realm. Um, but yeah, I literally I remember. I think that's like a majority of people that's like around the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was, like, my wife's first time, too. Yeah. I was, like, an anonymal... I, like, I grew up in a town where everyone, like, smoked weed, like, super young. I think I was, like, 13 or something. Like, yeah. No, I was, an, I was an oldie. I was, like, almost 18. And, yeah, I was, like, oh, my God. I feel like I'm levitating. I was, like, you guys. <laughs> yeah, am I, I mean, sitting on the couch? Holy shit. <laughs> even, like, I think when I smoked the most, a grab bong hit with, like... Yeah, like, I haven't like, done one ever since. than like like hard drugs. Seriously, like, I'm, I'm literally not. Out. How do I get down on the floor? I can't sit anymore. Yeah, that was intense. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and then the second time I ever, I didn't smoke ever again or consume cannabis ever again until college. This is like my favorite weed story ever. Me and my best friend at the time, it was this, it was like Santa Fest, like SantaCon at our college, and there was just like yeah, thousands of Santas Santa everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everyone was in Santa Claus costumes. And my friend was just like, oh my god, do you want a weed brownie? Like the most like Ohio thing ever to just like have stored in your desk. And we ate the weed brownies and freaked the fuck out. Yeah, we you're surrounded both, by both million your Santas. first experiences <laughs> are so gnarly. Like. <laughs> yeah, and now I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, talk about, like, being a little scared probably at some point. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. The gravity bong, I took, like, a two-year break. I was like, nah, yeah. nah, not Yeah, I for think, me. like, my first time I hit a bowl, like, twice and, like, oh. was just, like, freaking yeah. out, like, oh, making yeah. animal noises and thinking everything was just so funny. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> my first, like, everything, like, my first dab experience was in college and that story was just so dramatic also. Yeah, you, like, dove, you dove right into the <laughs> yeah. weed. Yeah. I didn't smoke an actual joint, I think, until, honestly, yeah, you're to just, Colorado. You're like, I'm only doing this as gnarly as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's honestly, like, kind of just ties into the stigma, too, that Ohio has with weed. Like, you know, you can't get, like, microdosing. It's yeah. literally the most dramatic experiences ever. Oh, yeah, and then the brownie, it's like, right. yeah, yeah. who knows how much yeah. is in that brownie. Yeah. 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 That's always, a, that's always like, actually a point that we, like, that always gets brought up, like, talking, like, that's why I always bring this stuff up, is, like, yeah. everywhere, everyone's from somewhere different, and it's, like, everyone has their story, and then it leads to, like, yeah, and I really didn't know what was in that, and, like, I did like, the weed oh, wasn't God, tested, yeah. and, like, it's crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, like, I mean, just even talking about, like, CBD to my friends and family in Ohio is, feels like I'm talking about... A, yeah, you're like, this is way better for you than yeah, half the stuff you right. guys are doing right now yeah, to right. deal with your pain and stress. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, just that stuff, and I think that's why, like, we are so passionate just about, like, the educational part of cannabis, because... 
it's like you guys we obviously like work in this industry we love this industry like let me attempt to teach you the things yeah. that are so good about that's why i got it. that's why i got into marketing and yeah i'm sure it's why you guys kind of got into pr totally. yeah totally and so i'm just this small town gal from ohio <laughs> loving weed hanging out living in the big city PR yeah. <laughs> trying to make strides oh you guys are crushing it um, <laughs> but all thanks to breezy yeah so leading into leading into breezy yes tell us tell us a little bit about your story where, where are you from so i'm from Louisville, colorado it's like 10 minutes outside of boulder okay so born and raised here there's weed not... has been in the culture in your yes. life forever a little Honestly, different from where we're really always been, been around it always been around it um in high school my first experience was i just like a standard like high schooler, like finding an apple, making a homemade bowl, yeah, <laughs> going to the back deck <laughs> with all your best friends, just you passing been around like a the photo apple shoot for like a dare program. Hundred like, percent was that. What not to do? <laughs> like our parents were out of town, just like throwing house parties, just the the typical like picture perfect first time smoking weed and like YouTubing like how to make an apple like, bong. Like, honestly, yeah, finding like yeah the best things. But then my first time. I'm having an edible that was a different story so my mom's best friend um his name's Tom Sterlachi he was the first person in the country to get a weed license for a kitchen oh, so like he was the only like wow he, yeah he was the no- number one and he so your, your mom was like the lab rat yeah so, like. honestly, literally. <laughs> and her mom's amazing <laughs> so literally. so then like He's the first person and um, creates Dr. J's and he has these like little muffin things that he made out of them. I don't really know. So um, I it was like 2000 and not, I think, whatever date that was. But I steal <laughs> um, the Star Bars out of my like mom's freezer and I go over to my friend Casey's house and four of us were just sitting around a coffee table and we split up the weed brownie into fours. And in 30 minutes, all of us were high as balls, literally crawling <laughs> on the ground, couldn't walk. At one point, we all stood up, the sa- stood up at the same time, looked at each other, freaked out, sat back down. Like, it was just this <laughs> drama. Yeah. Like, another classic, like, movie moment. Where just, like, so high. So, like, literally So, you're a weed, like, so younger like, experiences are just, like... So, what the fuck is Tom doing with it? Yeah. Is there other I'm drugs like, in this? Like... <laughs> Sorry, keep, don't but mind me like, checking this. But meanwhile, I, we found out it was like a 250 milligram, like, nutty oh thing. Oh, my it God. Was, we all split. I think it was 200 or something. I think it was 200. So, like, we had 50, 50 each. Which was, Lord. that's absurd. I eat, like, 10 Like, right now, now we have I'm 10 like, tops. Yeah, I'm like, stunned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, that. that's just, like, the one of the funniest um that's awesome but yeah you could have been like in the dare program for one and then like a weed comedy honestly like, yeah. for the other like one. those like weed commercials like where they like seek it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so weird you're actually i think the first person i've i've ever talked to on my podcast that's like from a state that like they grew up around mm-hmm. like it was yeah. comfortable Seriously, it's like, like whatever my, my across the street neighbor like his name's tom as well i would like watch his cat when i was younger and he'd pay me like so much money like each day but it meanwhile i realized he was paying me so much money because my mom would go over to his house to water his like weed, weed plants. plants oh my god that's amazing <laughs> and so my mom would like fall like i would she's like go flexi. play the cat yeah. <laughs> i would be flexi and then come back and then flexi. she would like she would meanwhile like sneak out and like like take care of like tom's weed plants and like trim them up 
and do all these things. Oh and I, like, God. made so much money, but he was, like, paying me, not, like, for my mom, but, like, but, yeah. as that. <laughs> I know. Because, like, yeah, he's, like... And he had, like, this whole, like, a he crawl just space. That like, a full so crawl well. space that I, like, never knew about. And then... Finally, in college, my mom showed me it. Flexi ran my off was... into the space, and you chased her. You're like, oh, oh Flexi, look at this. We're <laughs> Finally, my mom showed me when I was in college. She's like, here, go take a look at this. And I was like, what? Like, you mean this was here my entire life? And this man is still and our favorite person yes, ever to smoke weed still, with. So oh, really? Makes sense. We, yeah. we would tell him all the time now. <laughs> that's awesome. No way. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Damn, you guys, yeah, that, you guys have... I love your guys' stories. <laughs> Always been dramatic from the get go. So, yes, so right. like, so PR. So, have you? So, yeah. No, did you go to school for PR before you? I did. Yeah. So, I actually went to um, script school journalism. A lot of people don't know about it, but I always like, got to toot my own horn because it's one of like the best journalism schools ever. Like Matt Lauer went there. We have a ton of just oh. awesome. Where in the world is <laughs> Matt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, Matt Lauer. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone in my program either like they actually pretty much all moved to LA because we had like a ton of partnerships with like Universal Studios and all of that shit so that was like super cool but like the one percent of my journalism program chose pr and i was originally a preschool education major which cracks me up because i love kids so much but could not see myself doing that as like a career now um yeah and then got into pr that was my major and had like so many internships during college that was like their whole philosophy like we don't really care about school. Like, you just need to have work. Experience, which is experience, amazing. experience. Yeah, yeah. And now I was it's like, like, you're like, Duh. Yeah, and now I tell Made everyone, like, now. cool, right. get it in, like, <laughs> education if you want, but just get it, like, just get experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's just, I, I loved it. I, like, I love meeting people. I love <coughs> all the events. I love the media side of it. We were just talking before about this. The yeah, yeah. Instagram and just how that's changing. <laughs> Instagram, and, Instagram. How many uh, times a day do I think about everything about Instagram? <clears throat> but um, I think that's what keeps our jobs exciting. We can pretty much like transform our company, you know, however we want. If we find a new fascination of something in the PR realm, we can start doing it. Yeah, and that's just kind of what makes it fun and yeah, totally. way better than a standard job. For sure. And for you too, Brie, were you like PR before? So I did um, communications and PR in college and then just got a job at a really like high tech PR firm. Like I was doing like mining technology (laughs) PR, like straight up mining, like software security, like crazy, very, very like... Very far. I know exactly what you're talking about. On the yeah. other spectrum. For my like, for my project management masters, we had to do like all this mining technology. Oh my gosh! Yes. Stuff. It was like so I know weird. so much about mining technology. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. It was, it's so yeah. Weird. So like honestly, never <laughs> even read about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the most random. I thought the same thing. I'm like, yes. what is this? <laughs> like the most 180 from cannabis possible, but it actually helped me because it like, yeah, built totally. my foundation on like how to speak to like industry type trade publications and that kind of stuff. And then, then I, um, got the job <coughs> at the same agency that Hannah and I met at. Um, cool. we're, so, we're, we're leading right into yeah, how so, we met. Yeah. So here started. we go. So I went over there and then I think I was there for like three years, but Hannah came in like year two. Um, but ran like a lot of tech clients, a lot of consumer tech clients. So like then I got more into like the lifestyle space of like consumer products um, and working with like top tier 
like lifestyle media, like from like Men's Journal to like outside of Shape Magazine, those type of things. And those are all the relationships you kind of still have too. Yeah, and so that's how like I learned how to like pitch tech to consumer with like dumbing it down essentially. Like where meanwhile at the other agency you talk about every like technical thing possible. Uh, and then and I, the reader's like, what yeah. the hell is this like, even no. mean? Yeah. So then I don't even know what <laughs> right. that mining subject no. is. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Don't get don't get us started. <laughs> right. By the way, it's about to be <laughs> what is mining? It's about to be four twenty two. Oh hell yeah! So I'll hit this hit this pen again. Leave Perfect. And then um, love the consumer side of things, and so like really just started loving the lifestyle stuff, and um, yeah, just like started loving the media. I just built lots of good relationships with reporters and continue to do so and it's like it's yeah so Bree's fun. like a media master it's the media fun. master the media master <laughs> <coughs> so you guys met at this PR firm became friends yeah so um, <laughs> became Hannah, friends dot, dot, so dot, me dot, and, dot, and then what so happened I actually <laughs> No pressure. I actually <laughs> remember interviewing Hannah because we Skyped her and it was like me and our two other um, employees and we Skyped Hannah and we were like, just like interviewing her and we we're like, oh my God, we fucking love her. Like she has to come to Denver. And so then we actually, me and our good friend Aubrey. Oh, so this was a Denver. This was a Denver. Yeah. Okay. So like me and our good friend Aubrey were like, okay, we have, to, and Hannah needed a roommate. So we were like helping Hannah out, like find a, like a place to live, like an apartment, like that kind of stuff. Like me. even like right just, before just she a came small in. town girl. Yeah, yeah I was literally Ohio. like, I don't know anyone in Denver. They're yeah. like, oh, we found you a roommate. We found you all of this, and we got you a job. And I was like, you're like, great, okay. go, <laughs> And then she came in, and then we were on like a couple accounts together, but like didn't have like that much like one on one time. I guess you'd yeah. say <laughs> or not like, much quality one on one time. <laughs> Because I feel like sometimes at work, like, you're just so heads down. You don't get, like, that social hour with, like, in For that sure. old agency life. Yeah, yeah, totally. But we, yeah, we were just on different accounts. Yes. And then, like... We, like, never spoke. And our office right. was a non-speaking Yeah, you, like, didn't leave to go to lunch. <laughs> and if you, like, got up to the bathroom, people would, like, shun you. Yeah, so... Like, you, not that extreme, but... stop working? Yeah. You have to pee? Like, stop what? drinking less water! Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> Honestly. And then, um... I just remember we were on a flight going to Seattle. Mm-hmm. What was that for? I think like a all like all hands. It wasn't all hands. Yeah. So then this agency we worked at was based in Seattle, so they brought everyone from Denver to Seattle to like go intermingle with each other. And then Hannah and I happened to sit next to each other <laughs> on the airplane. So I was in the middle seat, she was on the aisle. And had a few um, cocktails. No, <laughs> so I get straight sober, but it was like I get seven super in the morning. Motion sickness. Yeah. So like I usually like take, so you were like I usually take like mass amounts of Dramamine. She like oh. overdoses herself in Dramamine, and I so didn't have go. any. So I was like panicking. I was like, I'm gonna throw up everywhere and like freaking out. And then comes in Brie. <laughs> <laughs> she tells me this. I was like, okay, want to chat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for two and a half hours, I tell mm. Anna my whole life story about how I... And I'm sitting there like yeah, straight I feel like forward. that's why you remind me of myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, you want me to talk your ear for, off for three hours? <laughs> like, I don't think she said one word the entire time. I told her 
when I was a senior in high school, I studied abroad in Costa Rica. <laughs> in Costa Rica, and I lived on a chicken farm. Oh, no way. Yeah, and I lived on a chicken I farm. I love Costa. Like a full chicken 10, farm. 10,000 chickens. 10,000 like, chickens. I still remember that. I still, oh, we still, yeah. Literally, tenth, I told her my whole Costa Rica story. I played on, like, the handball national team. <laughs> I, joined, I joined baton twirling. Yeah. In Costa Rica? Because I was in a gentleman. She was on Costa Rica's professional handball team. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I didn't school, know I was around the superstar right now. <laughs> well, so the, I'm like a senior in high school thinking I'm like, oh, I'm going to move to Costa Rica. Like, mom, I'm going to study abroad in Costa Rica. She's like, okay, Brie. Like, sure. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to be on the beach, like, just drinking, like, having fun <laughs> with Costa Rican people. No, no, no. I get, like, I'm in the coffee fields. Wait, like <laughs> mil- miles and miles and miles, like two hundred no, miles away them. from the freaking <laughs> not beach. Not seen any beaches, mom. Not only find out I live on a like a farm, like a chicken farm. I share an attic with my stepsister in a bed that looks like that. Swear to my life. <laughs> so that <laughs> is your bed. It's right like here. a day bed. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, what did I do? It's like six. I'd be there for six months. So I was like, okay. Wore like a uniform in the tiny, tiny, tiniest town in Costa Rica. Had to wear a uniform. There was two sports you could play: handball or soccer. <laughs> I mean, clearly soccer would have been the, I'm the so, logical I'm very choice. Bad. Yeah, but I was so good at handball. I mean, clearly, yeah, you're not like, honestly like crazy. No one spoke English in my whole entire town. I had to what, learn Spanish in like a minute. What'd they call you? Brianna. Brianna. <laughs> Brianna. Or Brie, no, Brie. <laughs> a little extra but like my, emphasis yes, on the E. And like my step or my host dad was a chicken farmer, so they would bring in 30,000 chicks as like tiny little babies, and he like raised them, and then like another truck would come and grab them, bring them out. But like, yeah, it was nuts. I have way See, too your many facial expression stories. right now is exactly my facial expression. <laughs> On the Speechless. airplane while no, you're having a panic attack. Yeah. And no, she wasn't. She was so distracted that I, I, she didn't I was feel fine. sick at all. I was like, wow. And then we landed and I was just like, <gasps> we're going to become best friends. <laughs> and here we are today. Yeah, yeah that's how it works. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been a it's been a road. It's been a journey. So And then we just became bloodily. Have you instantly. raised chickens since then? I want or? two chickens growing up. But <laughs> She's still obsessed it. with them and it freaks me out. They're just cute. Did that you get woken up by a rooster Ryan. all the time? No, there was no rooster. Because oh. they didn't lay eggs. They were Oh, it's just the were. just <laughs> the eating <laughs> eating chickens. Gross. Just, uh, <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, no, man. but they were so uh, great. And then I had like a parrot that lived in the tree. <laughs> I got all the tree. I just realized we each also had really dramatic study abroad experiences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hannah studied abroad in Africa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. We're in Africa. I was in Ghana for, I was only there for like two and a half months. Like, but um, we had an exchange program with this journalism school there. So I studied journalism there for three months and it was so amazing. But I also volunteered at an orphanage and it was just. Whoa. And people are probably like, oh, like an orphanage with a hundred people and it's like super commercialized. We had to drive on these back roads for like two and a half hours. It was in this tiny village and we only were allowed to go there. It was only me and one other person. They allowed like two Americans in the whole village. And they got approval from like their chief because we went with the students from the college. But it was just, it was crazy. 
they are very still caught in like you know like all their rituals like this yeah. orphanage was warning it's intense but they um the children were basically taken there because they believed if you had a child out of wedlock that child was pretty much the devil so the men would go and try to drown that new oh, yeah. baby in the it, river yeah i heard about that yeah so, so this orphanage like saved them yeah so wow. this orphanage is probably about like 30 miles away from that tribe that like the tribe like still like knows it it goes on and happens but yeah, so this orphanage basically takes all of those babies and raises them from the get-go. And it was so amazing. Such a life-opening experience. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's really good to have those types of backgrounds, though, just when it comes to just life in general and, like, experience so and, oh, like, yeah. realizing, like, there's more to the world than just totally. Insta- Instagram. Well, oh, <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's going to keep circling back. Instagram. We're just going to keep circling back. But no. But very true. Yeah, no, no, it is, and I think that I kind of wanted you guys to talk about that <laughs> stuff because it just kind of leads into you know how like we're you know my team and I are super excited to be working with you guys. Um, you know, you guys are adding a ton of quality to like what we have to offer now because a big thing with marketing, you know, we, like one thing we were talking about earlier before we did the podcast is like, Oh, like clients, it's bullshit. Instagram. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, it's so hard to explain to clients, like, you know, it's not just Instagram or like just explain to them the value of like, you know, the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, it's like, you know, you guys provide an opportunity for my company to like really bring everything together. Cause like, you know, we're, for us, it's like, we're holding down like the foundation of like a marketing platform. Totally. And that used to be, you know, 10 years ago, a little bit less maybe, um, that could like get you somewhere pretty far. Just mm-hmm. having a really solid foundation, mm-hmm. great content, yeah. and like, you know, have a nice website, <clears throat> do a newsletter. But now it's like, you're just required to do that. Like if you're not doing that, you're not keeping up, but then you right. need more, you need what you both do mm-hmm. to really push what we're doing to the next level and like give it purpose, you know? Cause like, oh, totally. you know, and I think it goes kind of like, it goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. Cause I'm sure you, you guys, yeah. Yeah. Cause the same you, thing. you guys probably have clients like, cause we have a lot of clients who, you know, you're the missing thing. And then you guys probably have clients who are like, you're like, wow, we're crushing this PR, but like, we're driving traffic to this website that like doesn't Nothing's, make sense right. <laughs> or like, so you know, what's the point of like, this? If what is not that, that website? Like right. word font. <laughs> yeah. And we were recently just talking, you know, and then we were talking, you know, I was talking about like, we have some clients very intrigued by, you know, the Facebook and Google thing. Like, Oh my God, we can do paid ads with the uh, topical mm-hmm. creams, but you know, we could do these paid ads and, and crush it. But like, I think it would work a lot better if there were some like really, really valid news articles and PR to back that up. Right. Yeah, I think that's definitely the biggest thing that just a lot of companies now, especially working with the cannabis industry, but even just aside from cannabis, like the startup and like industry yeah. in general. Yeah, because you guys like us work with non-cannabis yeah, clients right. too. So yeah. you're, you're just in it, yeah. doing it every mm-hmm. day like we are. <laughs> and it's that, you know, startups obviously get, you know, like they need to like fundraise and have money, but they think that they can only have like one piece of the puzzle. 
And now, like, we're lucky enough to work with startups that have, you know, like, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, like, we've engaged with them, like, a year ago, you know, and they came to us saying, like, we have a product, you know, we want to launch it, and we say, come back to us when you're ready to have, like, a full marketing plan, because if you don't have a 360 marketing plan, your product's not going to be successful, so, like, you need email, you need social, you need PR, you need event marketing, like, if you really are a startup wanting to get to that next level of being, you know and Forbes magazine and all these amazing things. And you need to take the time and like the effort and the funds and the, and get the backup to really get that whole marketing team behind you. Yeah, no, it's totally true. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we already have case studies in the works right now. People, you know, I've, you know, I've been writing marketing plans left and right, and then kind of, you know, intertwining what you guys do at the right time strategically. Mm -hmm. So like the foundation set up and then as soon as it's set up, it's you're strategically boom. Her right. t- it's her time. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's what, like we're talking about. Um and that's like what we always and that's why it's like such a beauty to partner with you all because it's like we can do so much on our end from the media, but then you guys can like leverage it in different ways. Yeah. You know, even just adding it to your website, like the back end links, just the SEO purposes of like what we're actually doing and helping to um, yeah, essentially just like even Google rank you and then it's like, okay, so let's say we get your SEO up because of, but then it drops because right. they're not running an because ongoing not, SEO program. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like, that's, you can't do, you have to have like that tag team. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, we're getting people to start going up in their ranking just strictly organically. Some right. of them don't even do a blog and we're getting them to go up, which is crazy. Which is awesome. But like, imagine having with your, PR, right. Yeah. So if you have that and you get your like website linked in other places, and that's when like, you're going to see the analytics on your whole marketing platform mm-hmm. that you're looking for. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's like, and even another thing too, just to kind of bring it back to Instagram again, yeah. you know, talking <laughs> about the, the, the blue verification everyone's freaking out about, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're more likely to get verified and be favored by a platform like Facebook or Instagram right? when you have the biggest media agencies in the country totally. writing about your company. Yeah. Totally. You know, like, right. why, like, why would I choose that's this guy our, who's... That's credibility. Yeah, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather be verifying someone from, there's an article in Forbes or, like, Men's totally. Journal than, you know, someone who has nothing. Yeah. They're, like, you Google their name and, like, their Twitter pops up, right. you know? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Yeah, you have social media. You have a Twitter. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so every single person in the world you mm-hmm. know so yeah. um but anyway circling back around again i really really am thankful you guys are on the podcast i think we i think we just, it kind of just flows like i said mm-hmm. um talked more about our first time weed story yeah no that's anything. what i want though that's like no one's <laughs> listening to like our like instagram talk you know mm-hmm. if, if, if you're listening now like please yeah, yeah send me a dm send me, yeah. Uh, Give you yeah. DM, yeah. DM us the word Instagram. Yeah, DM us the yeah, word we'll Instagram send you something. You yeah, we'll buy you a shot, a tequila <laughs> shot of the bar. Um, yes. Besides that, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And Brie and Hannah, thank you again. And I'll be dropping the blog about us this week too. Ooh. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no Thanks. problem. Goodbye, world.